0: Hello, hello, hello. You have just entered the kindness think tank and I'm your host, Cole Baker Bagwell. Every week I'll be sharing stories and having conversations with amazing people from around the world who are all working to bring kindness, yes, kindness, into the forefront of their lives, their communities, and their work with the purpose of elevating the experience that we have in this big world that we share. So now it's time to pop in your earbuds Clear a little space in your mind, and let's go. So is it true that you think you're actually the most boring person you've ever met?
1: I do believe that, yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. funny. I always find very interesting uh, facts uh, about almost everyone else I meet, But when people ask me that pointed question, I actually struggle to give uh, any sort of uh, sensible answer, to be fair. So, yeah, I I, I honestly do believe that.
0: Okay, well, I found something interesting about you. So you had a sort of a fishy start to your career, as it would be. (laughs) I did indeed. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about that fishy start.
1: Well, so I started my career uh, in sales and um, actually in the seafood industry. Um, I don't know um, if your listeners know uh, that, but Norway, obviously, being a a massive seafood nation, um, and I live very close to the coast, so... If you wanted a career in sales, uh, joining as someone that was selling seafood uh, was actually a very, very good living. Um, So you got to travel the world. You got to meet uh, lots of different people from lots of different cultures. And it was actually just a very, very good uh, job and a good way to start your career, to be honest.
0: I had no idea that that could be so cool. So the most interesting fish that you ever sold, what would you say?
1: Excellent question and and my former colleagues would uh, kill me if I didn't say cod. That is the name <laughs> of the game.
0: <laughs> I have some
1: friends that are there are more salmon people and and farmed salmon uh, as that but no I I need to stick with the with the with the cod for this one.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm very familiar with cod. We have that here. I believe that's the main fish for fish and chips if I'm not oh, mistaken. It.
1: Cod and haddock to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> So see, I think that's very interesting. I've never met anybody who started their career in such a fishy way. So I think nope. it's actually very uh,
1: <laughs> all, all uphill from there, I guess.
0: Yes, all uphill. Yeah. So yeah. folks, today we are heading to Norway and I'm joined by Oyven Reid, the CEO of a really fantastic company called Whereby.com. Today we're going to talk about his journey and how he's spreading kindness through his work and through their technology. So, Ivan, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today.
1: Super excited. And uh, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. So let's start off with this question. What would you say has been the most fantastic part of your journey so far? So this could be your life journey or your professional journey so far. Because you've had you've had quite an extensive career. And you, know, you live in this amazing place. So... I'm going to force the uh, the boring out of you. <laughs> We're going to. <laughs> by the time you leave here today, you will no longer consider yourself to be boring at all. So, tell me about the most fantastic part of your your life journey so far.
1: Uh, I would say I've I, I've always cared deeply about work. To be honest, right? I, I've always seen work as something uh, that was never forced on me uh, or something that I had to do. So, I've always just really enjoyed. Working and and in my career, I've had so many opportunities to meet a, a tremendous amount of interesting and exciting people. Um, but combine that with a lot of traveling, um, so I've more or less traveled the world, uh, mostly in my my role as a as a um, in sales. Um, but um, I, I must say that 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 opportunity and and that sort of being fortunate enough to get to meet people from different cultures and different countries, uh, different mindsets. Uh, I, I get really, really excited when we talk about how different cultures engage with each other, how different people engage, uh, how different uh, a country such as the U.S. might be uh, based on if you're on the coasts or uh, inland, right? I, I think there are just so many things to learn from, from um meeting new cultures and being open to that. So I would say definitely my my biggest uh, part of my journey and my life has been being able to travel and, and meet people, to be honest.
0: What would you say as a culture, as a culture, sort of as a whole culture, would be maybe top of the list as far as the kindest culture goes of folks that you've ever met?
1: Oh, that's an excellent question. Um... I would say, um, and and depending on how we define kindness, and I've I've found this, and I would love to hear your view on this, but uh, the way that kindness is perceived in different cultures as well, right? Um, Because I think that there is one thing that is seen as kindness in in the US that might be fundamentally different for how it's perceived in the likes of Poland or uh, in parts of Scandinavia. Um, So nailing one place where um, where I can see that it's sort of like uh, multiple steps above anything else is, is is difficult. What I can say is that um, having worked with lots of different cultures, I am under no doubt that the level of kindness is pretty high in in in, in the Scandinavian countries. Um, I think that's it's it's part of how people view their their uh, work and their professional life as well. That kindness goes um, very much hand in hand.
0: You brought up an excellent point about the way that we define kindness and that is something that I've realized everybody has a different point of view on on the definition. I mean, the 14th century definition is noble deeds and courtesy, but you know, that is not the case in many many places. So for for Scandinavia, how does it show up in everyday life for your culture?
1: Yeah, I think it can come uh, in in many different shapes and, and sizes um in Scandinavia too obviously but but there is this high level of empathy and uh kindness to me could be about um handing giving someone a hand uh, when they're stuck on something. Uh kindness could be uh being there and supporting someone when you see that they're down when you see that they are struggling with something. Uh kindness could be as simple as um Giving some people, uh, giving people uh, some words of encouragement, right? Just it doesn't have to be uh, massive. Uh, it, 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 there's the saying that it's the it's the thought that counts, and I, and I think that that really uh, means a lot. That, that it doesn't have to be this major major um, uh, point that you have to get across. It's it, it's about being and finding small places and small things in everyday life that that gives people. Uh, genuine joy because you're being kind to them.
0: And what do you think makes that possible? Because what you're describing is really a mindset and a way of being kind, you know, kind of showing up for other people. What do you think makes that possible in your opinion? Uh,
1: I I think what, uh, obviously there has to be uh, an acceptance for that, right? And there has to be uh, a broader sense of uh, either community or uh, a broader sense of uh, being on a team, uh, a broader sense of of uh, being part of a company that is doing really, really well. I think this is where too much focus on individuals, too much focus on individualism uh, can be detrimental, right? But looking at this and saying, I'm part of a team, I'm part of a family, I'm part of a business, uh, and how can I help make sure that my role um, benefits uh, the extended team? And I think if, if you had that kind of mentality, that is such an easy thing to then start uh, deriving kindness from. Am I making okay. sense? Do you, do you agree? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yes. What you're talking about is having a mindset that is concerned with the good of the whole.
1: And it makes, it
0: makes perfect sense to me. I was in Vienna a couple of years ago and, and it struck me, you know, there that there was an ethos of kindness that's very apparent in that culture as well in the Austrian culture. And I one of the ways that it showed up for me in this really sort of odd moment was I was getting on a train in Vienna, and I got on an Oyvind. Oh, it was so clean. It was beautiful. They had little coat racks and you know trays and for your coffee, and it was just very comfortable and and just pristine and really really lovely experience. And I thought about you know. Our subway system here in the United States, you know, in our big cities, looks nothing like that at all. And then I thought about the Austrian culture, and and they really have this mindset that we all sort of own these things together. There was a collective mindset of because we all have a part in this, we all take care of this. And I think for me, that came through in their culture as well, um, the Austrian culture. So I do know exactly what you mean. It's about having a concern for. The good of the whole rather than concern for individual
1: yeah and, and I think you touch on something extremely important and that's this that a shared responsibility right in that Absolutely. there is actually a tremendous power as well because if people see that they have a role to play in the greater good um, that also brings uh, a lot of feeling of, of of being part of a community right and belonging to something and and for many people that's that is such a, such a good thing compared to sort of like being uh, feeling lonely and not being part of anything. So I genuinely believe that if we can create communities and places where people feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves as an individual, I think it's one of the strongest powers that we have.
0: I agree with you. That's beautifully said. Thank you. So let's talk about your your work a little bit because you have this really robust history of successfully growing companies. I mean, every single time. So what is it that you think that you have personally done right? What what choices do you think that you've made or you know, mindsets that you have? Um, what are those things that you really think you've done right as a leader to be able to be part of those companies that have grown in the way that they have, including Whereby, by the way?
1: Um, thank you. no, I, I think that's a it's a very good question right and I, I, I um, hate to sound like I'm bringing in the cliches here, but I think it's about learning to be honest, right Every single day and and the older I get uh, and the more people I lead, the more I understand how little I actually know. Um, so so being open uh, to that, I think it's absolutely uh, vital. You have to learn every single day because there is so much, either if it's technology, or how you build organizations, or how you treat people. Um, if you're open to it, you can you can learn every single day. And, I, and so, so I think that's vital. And I look for that in people that I hire uh, as well. I want to work with people that are curious about other people and that care about humans uh, more so than how much uh, productivity we can squeeze out of people. Because I, long term, I don't believe that that's the best way to do things. Now that's difficult to combine because obviously a business has certain goals and certain KPIs and certain targets that it has to work on, uh, and so striking that balance is something that keeps me uh, constantly evaluating and re- reevaluating how we're, how we're doing things. but I would say that's the number one thing that just being able to to learn and never stop being curious about uh, how we could do things differently next time around.
0: I love that learning learning is you know an act of kindness and curiosity is a form of kindness and and that's one of the goals of this podcast as you know is to reframe the way people think about kindness uh, you know it's not a random act it shouldn't be a surprise It should be something that we recognize in maybe unexpected ways right now. But now by airing this sort of podcast, I hope that people will begin to recognize that curiosity and caring and the willingness to learn and be open are all actually big forms of kindness. So you brought up outcomes and you brought up people. And in our country, at least here in the United States, I think that there has been um, a bit of forgetfulness around the fact that people actually create the outcomes in business. You know, those outcomes don't happen, good mm-hmm. bad or, or whatever. They don't happen without people at the helm. So, as you think about your people, what is the way that that you really inspire them as the CEO of this company to come together so that you Can you know in this very kind spirit of caring and curiosity and openness and learning, you can bring them together in a way that's really powerful to create those outcomes. How how do you inspire them?
1: Well, I I think the number one key thing for, and we are very clear on this, right? We 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 firmly believe in trust. So, uh, and and I there's this phrase that's saying uh, trust is earned. I think that is so. Silly! I think it's so old school. The only way to lead in in this new generation and, and and with the new people, you have to think that trust is given. Trust is a fully charged battery. It's at a hundred percent, and it's up to me and my colleagues to make sure uh, on the individual basis as well that the trust towards me as a leader and my trust in my colleagues remains at 100%. That's how we have to look at that. We cannot start thinking that we are starting with 10% trust, and then we build it over the course of six to eight months up to to a fully uh, loaded battery. That has to start, uh, and it has to be the starting point of every conversation. So we put a lot of emphasis in that. We we, we want to recruit people that can handle uh, that way of thinking and, and also has the ability to give that and see that in, in people they work with. We do set that um, respecting other people's jobs and having uh, a sincerity and that level of trust uh, with each other is absolutely vital. So I would say that's the number one thing that we uh, lead with and 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 ask everyone that joins our team to have as a as a mindset.
0: That's pretty amazing. I think that people listening right now would love to have you for their CEO, Oyvind. So.
1: <laughs> well, it, 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 but let's be, these are complicated things, right? And I do think that there are cultural uh, nuances here as well. Um, we are in the very fortunate position. Um, the company that I work for is that we have extremely uh, motivated and talented people at the company already. We have an extremely uh, strong amount of people that want to work for us. Uh, and we are also very clear on what we look for. And, and so we've been able to build that culture. So we do not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We do not um, compromise on those qualities in the people that we hire. So I think that's a key part, right? If you're starting to change a culture um, in a company that already has uh, a different path, I think that's far more difficult. So um, as a CEO, as a leader, as an executive team, uh, as a team lead, uh, trying to change that from within if it's not deeply ingrained in the culture already is, is much, much harder. So we're in a very fortunate position where uh, it's been a part of our uh, DNA since the start, and and uh, what we now have to make sure is that we maintain it rather than actually having to, to make a massive change in the way we think.
0: I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I was very fortunate in 2014 I worked for a little startup that – you know, I was the 23rd person that joined that startup. And the CEO did something very wise. He hired everyone for kindness, (laughs) which sounds a little bit unusual. But you know, the resume got us in the door. And then everything else being equal, he hired the person for kindness. And it really did make the most difference in our culture. It changed the way that we work together internally. And then it changed the way that we took that work out into the world. And by contrast, you know, my work now is in helping companies bring kindness in as a core competency to impact people and outcomes and make business better. And I do agree with you. It's so much more difficult if it's not been a foundation, you know, if trust, kindness, um, you know, caring, openness, curiosity, if those things have not been part of the original DNA of the company, it does become much more complicated, doesn't it?
1: It it really really does, and, and and so so I I I think we always have to be mindful of that when when discussing companies because it's so easy for us to 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 set this sort of like this is what everyone else has to do. Um, I quite well recognize that that might not be feasible, and and especially not in the sort of like the short uh, short uh, time span that uh, changes have to be made. Um, but when you were at that company, I, ju- I would just love to hear a little bit about that, right? So he set that culture with you internally when you were there as an individual and you said uh, employee number 23, was that correct? That's correct. Yeah. How did you, uh, did you feel it immediately when you came in? Did it take you a little while to recognize the point of it? Did you, how, how did you feel about that?
0: Thank you for asking that question. You know what? I felt it before I walked in the door and here's what happened. So anyone who knows me knows that directions are not my strength. I am directionally challenged. If I tell you to go left, you should definitely go right. And so I was showing up on the very first morning to interview with the CEO. He had flown from Santa Barbara to North Carolina. And the the office when it started was in this little sort of, it was like a, um, a nursery for startups. If, if, you know if you would it was all these little brick buildings and they all looked exactly the same and the numbers were very hard to find and so here i am like literally walking around in circles outside of this place in this brick courtyard trying to find the building and this really friendly guy walked up and he said hi you look lost <laughs> i said <laughs> yes i am he said well what are you trying to find can i help you and i told him you know i'm trying to find ansible and he said, oh, follow me. I, I work with Ansible. I'll take you there. And you know, the door was pretty much right in front of me. But he, he walked over with me. He opened the door. And then he introduced himself and said, I'm really happy that you're here. You know, Who are you here to meet with? And so he just met me in the warmest way possible. And then I sat down with the CEO. And we had this wonderful conversation. And he asked me, he, w- he was interviewing me for an enterprise executive sales role. And he said, okay, you know, it's the last quarter of the year. You have these deals to bring in. You have this team to lead. How do you lead them? And I looked at him and I said, I would lead them with kindness because kindness has always been part of my working ethos. And he just smiled ear to ear and he said, follow me. We walked down the hallway and on a plaque were the three core values of the company. Number one was be kind. And when I left there that day, I did not have a job when I walked out of the door because they were so new and they were just starting and they said, you know, let us think about, you know, how we're going to pay you. We really want you to join. And but it may be a few weeks before you hear from us. I said, that's fine. This has been wonderful. And when I walked out of there that day, what I felt was I felt like cashmere they felt like cashmere to me just warm and enveloping and i knew that even if i was going to make like five dollars working there that i wanted to be part of that because yes i could feel it before i walked in the door and you could feel it inside of the office and that did not mean that everyone got along all the time or that everything was kumbaya there were some very spirited tech folks there, and you're in technology, so you know how that goes. Engineers, yeah. they're trying to create the next best thing. But it meant that when they did disagree, they did it respectfully, they listened to one another. So even in those moments of, you know, quote unquote conflict, I could still feel the kindness coming through, and it really did shape us. It absolutely did
1: that that is such an amazing story and it makes me happy just to hear it because this is what it's all about right that kindness is basically again the dna it's in the walls it's in the office it's in the video conferencing tool whatever it's there the kindness is 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 front and center and i so much appreciate what you're saying here about that needs to come also with the ability to be in strong disagreement Um, challenging the status quo internally. It doesn't mean that everything is kumbaya. You have to challenge yourself. And if, because if you're in the tech world, especially things are moving so fast, but once again, kindness is at the core and and that empathy and that respect for each other, that means you can basically fight almost as much as you like. And and positive conflict is something that I think is extremely uh, important as well in this.
0: I totally agree with you you seem to be a natural born leader. And I know that we all have dreams as children of being something, you know, for me, I wanted to be a ballerina princess when I was little, <laughs>
1: did,
0: you dream, did you dream of leading people from the time you were young or was there something that inspired you uh, or someone that inspired you that that, you know kind of took you down this path of leadership?
1: yeah I, I think there is actually is and it might sound a bit uh, strange but but i've always been drawn to people that have led i I've, I've always been inspired by by strong leaders i i've been fortunate myself in my jobs to have a tremendous amount of very very strong leaders that doesn't mean they're perfect every single one had thing they could uh, things they could improve uh, but i was just cherry picking the best from every single one of them and trying to make that and craft my own uh, leadership role as i move forward in life uh, but ever since i was young i've been always inspired by people and and to be fair what i love are leaders that also has that are vulnerable that have uh sides that they're not happy with uh this sort of like glossy uh, frame that a leader has to be absolutely perfect uh, 24-7. I just don't believe in it. So I was always drawn to... to, to I started reading books very early. Uh, one of my favorite books is, is, is um, the autobiography by Nelson Mandela. Just, just looking at the sheer conviction and how much he had to go through. Um, Winston Churchill is another obvious one, right? Where you had so much writing against you, no one else believed but he was able to motivate uh, a whole uh, nation. Uh, did it mean that he was flawless? No, not by any means. He was a deeply flawed person, as I think we, we all are. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was always uh, intrigued and always motivated and interested and sort of like had it in my head that I wanted to be a good leader uh, and, and um, constantly learning. As I said, I, I don't think we ever uh, we were not ever a finished article in that sense.
0: I hope not. I hope not. So the leaders that you've mentioned that inspired you, my mind goes to President Biden here in our country with those challenges. And one of the things that I believe is that you have to be able to bring people together before you move them forward. That's just, it has to happen, you know, if, if you want to move them forward in a positive way. So as you think about humanity when it comes to Whereby, and and we'll go back to Whereby for a minute, in your leadership of this company. Where do you think the care for humanity, because it is such an important mark of a good leader, of an effective leader, of a beloved leader, um, of the ones that make history, where do you believe that humanity most helped shape, and specifically the care for humanity, where do you think that most helped shape the technology side of Whereby?
1: Um, That is a very, very good question. And I I think there's, a going back to that, there is a deep interest uh, with me and every colleague that I have uh, to just be a force for good. Um, I honestly think that a lot of the people and my colleagues, um, a lot of the people that work for Whereby would have as much of a strong positive impact if they were working for another company that had that same ability to think, how can we be a force of good? I think that's the one thing that unites uh, the people that we have. Um, So I I genuinely believe that that has to be the starting point. Um, I I worry sort of like on a a more holistic level. I also worry about are we turning into such a fractured uh, world at the moment that it's very difficult to bring it back together? Uh, Because I totally believe uh, in what you're saying that we need to be able to bring people together before we can start... um, moving forward. But I genuinely believe right now that it it seems to be on so many things fundamentally broken. So I think we're going to have to invest a lot of time and a lot of kindness and and, and just getting that basic respect for each other back. Because I think unless we have that, uniting people is going to be tremendously uh, challenging for all of us.
0: I totally agree with that. And there's been so much talk about technology and the role of technology in fracturing people, but I'm not sure that's true. I, I think it boils down to intention and the ways that people have have leveraged technology. And I think that the awareness that is has been sort of cultivated as a result of this last year in particular, because it's been so challenging for every single human being in the world, I think that it's, it's put a spotlight on the opportunity that technology has to actually bring people together, which I think is really wonderful. And I know that one of the the core missions of your company of whereby.com is to bring people together in these remote settings so that they can collaborate. So what do you think that you guys have done? Really? You, you folks, I've got to stop saying you guys, because it's not. Just-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do it too. Uh, so you're, not, you're not the only one. I do it every <laughs> single day. And my, my people team are looking at me with uh, harsh eyes and saying, no, no, no.
0: Right, right. Well, I'm looking at myself in that way, too. Just <laughs> poll, it's everyone. Let's talk about everyone. So so as you think about everyone there at your company and the technology that you are designing, because you do have big competitors, but but there's something really special about whereby.com. What do you think it is that you all are doing so well from a technology side and from a design standpoint as it relates back to humanity um, that is making whereby so successful as you know as as a collaboration tool. Yep.
1: Thank you very much for the question. And I, I think it's it's um, it, it, it's a very simple uh, answer, and it is all about humans, right? We we want to bring technology back and have a human touch. I think a lot of technology start out with the very very best of intentions, and then what happens is that there are, there is a need to either uh, hit the next uh, venture round, uh, there are things around uh, the product that you have to improve, and then sooner or later, uh, you go through so many iterations uh, that you forgot um, what this was all about in the beginning. We keep uh, simplicity, ease of use, uh, front and center uh, at Whereby. We care deeply about giving people a great experience in just terms of connecting to the service. So that's something that that we value a lot. Then we want to try and make uh, the colors, uh, the design feel more human. We hear so many people that have, they suffer from Zoom fatigue. People are spending way too many hours on video calls as is. Uh, so we want to make sure that if you have to be on a video call, let's make it as pleasant as we possibly can. And, and putting people and 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 personal preference uh, front and center rather than pushing everything everyone into uh, our way of doing things or any of our competitors right Just making sure that it's about people first um, and, and for us that actually comes quite natural. It's one of the the key things that I'm most happy about when we fight uh, internally in the company, it's always about are we taking away? either parts of our DNA here? Or are we doing anything to restrict uh, the ease of use, etc.? Those are very often the most hard fought uh, discussions around the product that we actually have.
0: I love that. So that balance of humanity is coming through in your design. It's coming through in your colors, the user experience and, and the whole. And then I know your company also has very strong thoughts about the importance of balance, about you know, balancing all of these hours that we're spending on screens with being out in nature, and you have a pretty remarkable initiative underway that I read about. Would you like to share that with us?
1: Yeah, so I guess you uh, mean uh, something we've called "Whereby Forest," um, yes. where we uh, recently launched a campaign. And again, coming back, it's 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 a fun thing to do. It's something that makes. Uh, my colleagues and myself internally are very proud of our brand and, and what we're doing. Um, but it's something called Whereby Forest, where we will be planting uh, a tree for every third meeting that happens on our platform. Granted, with the number of meetings we host, uh, we have to cap it at a million trees. <laughs> um, but uh, it's generated a tremendous amount of uh, very exciting interest. Anything from our regular users to new users coming onto the platform. And again, it also builds a lot of proud um, and, and, and a strong feeling internally that we're doing something good. We're doing this because we. it makes us feel genuinely happy uh, about this. Uh, and it also has a strong benefit for the for for the globe, obviously. So we will do more and more of these um, initiatives uh, to show that we are a brand that takes that human aspect, take these uh, challenges of of global warming, etc., and the environment, take that very seriously. And uh, we want to just continue to step up and do more of that.
0: I love that. I think it's one of the most beautiful things that I've heard about in a very long time. And by the way. One million trees is no small number. It's a very big number of trees for, our, yeah. for a company for a company your size. So, so where where are we now size wise with with whereby I know you've grown quite a bit recently.
1: Yeah, so we're roughly now uh, we just passed ninety people in total. Uh, so, in many ways, we're us we're what we define now as a scale up. Uh, so, we've gone through a period of um, being a smaller company, uh, being bootstrapped. Um, obviously we've seen through the pandemic that we've grown uh, to millions of users now globally uh, we have paying customers in over 200 countries um, so yeah it's it's fundamentally changed uh, during uh, the pandemic and now we have the ability to impact so many more by really putting uh, more power behind us and uh, and really mm-hmm. wanting to try and and Uh, take on the big players out there. We want to be a privacy-friendly European alternative to the big players. And uh, if we can do that and build a very successful and sustainable business in the process, that would make us super excited.
0: I think you're well on your way. And I have to, to say at this point that I am a paying customer of Whereby. And I had a lot of choices out there in the world, a lot of different platforms that I could choose to host my meetings on. And I will tell you that... When I researched Whereby initially, and I learned about the company, and I, the, the interface is beautiful, of course, but when I learned about the care that you have around the human side of the screen, right? The people on the other side of the screen, that really spoke to me, and it made me want to be part of part of the family. And I will tell you that I'm even more proud to be part of that whereby community now of millions of users that you have. And congratulations for that. It's amazing. I mean, that's just amazing growth, but I'm so proud to be part of a company that is doing social good. And I know for a lot of the millennials and Gen Z folks, that's what they're looking for too in business. They're really looking to be part of something bigger than themselves. And they want to be part of, of doing some sort of, some sort of good in any way that they can. So hats off to, all of you for making these very intentional decisions that are also very kind to well, take thank care you, of people thank and you, then also planet.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. That means so much to me. I know it means so much to uh, my colleagues and, and everything that we're trying to achieve um, because this is re- it really matters to us. Uh, this is what we want to do. We want to be a force for good. We want to show uh, I have a colleague of mine internally that is using this term, um, We want to be ethically ambitious. And I just love that because we do want to grow. We do want to become successful. We do want to have the ability to stay, to remain an independent company. So we are in charge of every feature that we develop, that we can make those decisions based on the good rather than um, for monetary decisions, et cetera. So we have to be uh, ambitious in, in what we do. But we can go about that by being ethically sound and, and and having a purpose that is deeper. And I think you're so right. Most people that I interview today for jobs with us, this is the number one thing they keep bringing up. That's the one reason why people want to work for us. This uh, being part of something bigger and listening to what you're saying about our service makes me um, more happy than you can possibly imagine. So thank you again for saying that.
0: You're welcome. It makes me very happy too. I love it every single time I log in. It's friendly and it feels like it sort of feels like somebody gave me a little bit of a hug here. I really, I really love that. So, so well done, well done to all of you who are making this possible. And I do believe Orvin, because you have all of the the good things, the intention, the compassion, which is by the way how I define kindness, it is a marriage of intention and compassion, and a commitment to do no harm in thought, word, and action. Because you have that so baked into your DNA now, as long as you all keep that front and center of everything that you do, you're going to continue to grow. So on that note, I have a couple of more questions for you. What is your biggest hope for promoting kindness through the platform, through the work that you all are doing at Whereby, as it relates to work and people who are working in these remote settings? Uh,
1: I think part of what makes me extremely motivated uh, and and something that gives me a lot of passion and and, uh, make me work on this every single day is that I want to show that you can build uh, very cool, very strong, very profitable, very sustainable companies Uh, by also being very kind. I think that's probably the number one thing where people seem to have gotten off track is by thinking if you're kind, if you have too much empathy, you won't be able to build uh, a strong enough business. So I think that's a bit of a mentality and a mindset change that we have to get uh, across the globe, to be honest. That drive for success uh, does not have to go uh in as and, and and as a consequence towards uh, kindness and empathy and with us that's what we try and and, and achieve uh sometimes that means we have to be creative um, that means we have to think about things in a bit different uh one example of that is that we do not use facebook pixel because we feel that it's invasive uh in people's and and our users privacy so our marketing team would have loved to do that uh for for, for marketing reasons But uh, they are also very aware and very clear with us that, no, that's not what we do. So then let's get creative. How can we work around that and give our users what they need, but without uh, destroying the trust that they have put in us by allowing us to have parts of their data with us? So I want to show that you can actually build these companies um, through a sound and strong DNA of being kind And have empathy. Um, I I think that's the number one thing that I would uh, pull out here.
0: I think that is a beautiful, beautiful goal. I love that. To show the tech world that you can be successful and you can be human and caring at the same time is is really fantastic. So my last question, and it's one that I love to ask all of my guests, is as you consider kindness, what do you believe uh, is the biggest possibility for kindness in the big world that we share. So, if you think really, really big, Vivend, we think about all the people, and we think about, you know, this this kindness as you and I know it. What do you think the biggest possibility is for kindness and in, in healing, repairing what you call to be kind of a fractured world?
1: Yeah, I think it it it, it will be all about coming together, right? I, I genuinely believe that the only way you can have kindness is when you know and you want to learn and you're curious about someone else. It's easy to hate someone. It's easy to dump on someone. It's easy to to be very afraid of other people when you're behind a keyboard and you're removed from them. But if we bring geographical distances down, if we bring cultures together, that's when the magic happens. As soon as you get into the room of someone uh, that you've previously maybe didn't even like, and you get to know them just a tiny bit, you'll find more than enough things there that will actually bring you together as a, as individuals rather than what divides you. So I think it's all about um, bridging that and, and making sure that we become closer to each other. And, and anything we can do to break down borders, uh, I think it's absolutely imperative.
0: I think that is a very wise statement. And it's also something that our world leaders could learn from right now as well and could really take forward to help to heal this world. So what sort of news do you have to share? What kinds of fabulous things are happening that you would like for us to know about before we wrap up today?
1: Oh, good question. So um, I would love everyone to just check us out. Um, Like you said, whereby.com. We plan to continue to do good. Uh, We plan to uh, continuously make sure that we um, engage with our users, uh, that we get them excited. And like you said, It feels like a virtual hug uh, that makes me super happy to hear because that is what it's all about, right? We want to combine productivity with uh, being good, with feeling good about yourself. Productivity is not a bad word as long as it's being controlled and it's contained. And we think that new technology that is coming out, um, ourselves being one of them, but many, many other really, really exciting companies coming up, we have a big role to play in the future. And we want to make sure that we – continue to listen to our, um, to our users, uh, that we collect feedback, and that we build a service that they want. Not necessarily what me and my colleagues want, but that we listen to our users. So there will be plenty of uh, new things coming from us. Uh, so stay tuned.
0: I love that. And if people would like to connect with you, Oyvind, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, I'm on LinkedIn. um, I'm on Twitter uh, and also uh, on email. Um, That's my first name, Oyvind, O-Y-V-I-N-D, at whereby.com. So more than happy uh, to engage there and would love to hear feedback, thoughts, concerns, um, any things that we can do uh, to improve as a company, any advice for me as a leader, Uh, very very uh, interested in continue the learning Uh, we're just getting started
0: well it sounds like you are off to a brilliant start and everybody you will want to check out whereby.com it is a beautiful beautiful platform and with so many wonderful humans working to make it even more fabulous every single day we thank you so much for joining me today i have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation i am inspired by our conversation and i appreciate you so very much
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is blasted through. Uh, time flies when you're in good company and, and have wow. good conversations. So again, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. And by the way, have you realized that you are no longer boring? <laughs> I, still,
1: I was actually trying to contain myself from asking you questions during this, because I would love to hear some of your insights. Uh, but maybe that's a, a topic for another day. Maybe I need to bring, uh, build myself a podcast and invite you on.
0: I absolutely think you should. You could call it kind leadership or something yeah. of the sort. Absolutely, you have a huge future there. So, and I would be happy to join you as a guest. But <laughs> you, you have been—you have just been absolutely wonderful today. It's been so interesting to talk with you. And until next time, I—I uh, I wish you and the, the entire team at whereby.com very, very well. Thank you so much again, Oyvind.
1: Thank you, and all the best. Best of luck. Cheers.
0: And that's the end of the show today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and for lending me your ears. If you've liked what you've heard, please go to wherever you subscribe to your favorite ear listening stuff. Leave me a review. Send me a note. Let me know what you think. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn at Cole Bagwell. And if you'd like to learn more about my work and my why, and much, much more about kindness, you can visit my website at coolaudrey.com. Before I sign off, let me give a big special thanks to the folks at Sounds Like an Earful for their song, Brand New Day, that I use for my intro and my outro. Until next time, take good care of yourselves take good care of one another, and remember most of all, everybody, to be kind.